to play in the Super Bowl against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Turn handle in left side. Finds a little bit of a hole, keeps his leg moving. He's across the 40, midfield, 45, he's on the run winch. 40, pushes the man, 35, look at him go. He's down to 20, 15, he could go. He is going to go. Touchdown, Seahawks. Oh, my word. A 67-yard run. Marshawn Lynch, unbelievable. The beast is alive and well. Wide receivers to either side. Russell takes the snap. He drops back. He's going to throw down the middle. He's got a man. Come on. It has been decided, maybe since the safety in the first quarter. 12, they're bringing the trophy home. Your Seahawks, Super Bowl 48 champion. Welcome back, ladies and gents, to the We Talk Seahawks Rookie Watch podcast. Uh, I'm joined tonight by Pez and James, and we're going to talk a little bit about the first quarter of the season. We're going to give out our grades on each of our rookies uh, that aren't on IR. And uh, we're going to have a little look ahead to the Bengals game as well and pick out who we think is going to, you know, stamp stamp their mark on that game. Um, so it'll be a nice, short, sharp uh, pod tonight, but we're going to get right into the first quarter and start analysing what we've seen so far. So to start with you, James. How you doing, pal? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Um, enjoyed our little our little bye week, kicked, kicked the feet up a bit, lit a few Cuban cigars. Um, had, a, had a nice little, you know, watched the game in 40 a few times which probably isn't the brightest thing to do. I probably should have just watched the full game back once and then that would have been a few versions of the full game in 40. That's, that, that shows my level of education. Um, but no, yeah, um, I enjoyed it. It's it, It's been a fun week. Three and, three and one is pretty fun. Um, I, I don't want to give it up, so we better go four and one this week. Um, but no, yeah, I've, uh, I've, had, I've had a lot of fun this week and I've been enjoying watching Devin Witherspoon highlights all week. Um, and uh, I'm now ready... After some comments this week from DK and Jamar Chase and all that kind of stuff, I'm now ready to get back on the horse and uh, ready for some more Seahawks football this week. So, no, yeah, I'm good. Good. What about you, Pez? How did you find the bye week? Good. Um, I went to Amsterdam this weekend. I was so... going to say, tell the truth, tell the truth. <laughs> um, so it was nice and relaxed to be able to sit in a bar with my blood pressure not going through the roof, having to worry about the Seahawks game. I could just sit back, watch the red zone, chat to a few Americans, sat next to a couple of Denver fans. That was a fun conversation. Um, told him our analogy on this pod about, um, we talked about Russell Wilson and he was like, oh, I bet you're all glad. And I said about my impatience with Pete, gave him the Arsenal reference. Nice. And he even turned around and said, do you know what? When you put it like that, I understand what you mean. It's like, I don't hate the guy. It's just, there's mm-hmm. no progression. So told him like the British way of looking at sport and his way. And he's like, to be fair, yeah. So it was really good. Spoke to some Philly fans there. There was like five old guys and they're fucking crazy and hyped up. 
every time Philly did anything, they were like singing Philly songs and that. Like, <laughs> they're crazy. <laughs> they're crazy. Um, but yeah, it was really good. Good. Really good weekend. Good stuff. So um, we'll start off with our first round pick and we'll start doing our grades. Um, Pez, I'll come to you first. What is your grade for the first quarter of the season for Mr. Spoon? It's got to be A star. How, how, how are we grading? Are we doing I was going to say we're doing A no, plus. You can, are we doing you, a can have a, you can have an A plus. You can have an up, a pretty star on there if you want. Not a problem. A plus. A plus. Yeah. Like, you, you just can't ask for it any more than what he's done. Yeah, I think I think he's become. I mean, at the moment, there's only two real front runners for defensive rookie of the year. It's him and it's uh, ironically Jalen Carter. So um, I think that's that's already a, a huge win for us. The fact that the guy that we picked um, is right up there with the guy we could have picked. There's no real there's no real drop off between who we could have got currently. East East Coast bias is always going to favour Jalen Carter if them two carry on the same. Progression, but it's just like Tariq Wollen source. Tariq Wollen statistically smashed him out of the water, but that East Coast bias and his name source and he has the bling basically just dummied his way into the win. But yeah, um, yeah, if he carries on the way he's going, then he's bloody like all pro defensive rookie of the year. Fucking, can he be put in the defensive player of the year category? Because Currently, currently ranked number five cornerback in the league, um, off the first when well, he missed the first game. Statistically, he's currently up there, top top five six in the league. That's nuts, and, by the way. And after his first game, I did put in our Discord. He's twenty five to one to win defensive rookie of the year. Yeah, you those odds have been slashed. Definitely, the game. That. Yes, I did. The game next game. He literally jumped to second favorite, thirteen to two. Yeah. Doesn't surprise me. What, what about you, James? <laughs> he did, James. What about you? How are you grading him? Are you as high as an A plus? Uh, it's it's, uh, it's got to be a C minus, hasn't it? No, has it? Fuck. Uh, a star. Uh, I'm not a strict. Star. I'm not a strict teacher. Um, what I mean, sixteen solo tackles, two sacks, a pick six for the ages, um, a, a, a handful of pass defense as well. I mean. I mean, seriously, I mean, he's showing exactly why he was the fifth overall pick, uh, why he's the best corner in the class, because I still think he's a little bit, just a little bit better than Christian Gonzalez. Obviously, a shame that he went down with his injury as well. Um, but I think he would have beaten out him in terms of defensive rookie of the year um, in, in in the two horse race with him and Jalen Carter. Um but man, he's just so fun to watch. He's, it's just we, we, I'm excited. Like, like I was saying to you last week, I, I don't mind when our defense comes on the field anymore because it's like, oh well, we get to see Devin Witherspoon play football. We get to see Tariq, blah blah blah, and it's just and such a defensive a fun... line that's not like staring at the sun. Yeah, it, it's it. just it is it, he's, he's excellent. His energy, like I said again, it feels like they've drafted him as a bit of a nod to the Legion of Boom because of the ten year thing. You know, which, which cornerback can we find that's most like? That those those corners that we had in 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 those days, and oh, he's just so talented. And and like Pez says, I I I see all pro potential with him. Um, and and I don't think it'll be long before he before he gets it. Good stuff. I I almost agree with both of you. I'm I'm not quite as don't generous. I'm an, I'm an A. I'm an A rather than an A plus. 
how dare you? I think there's there's been a huge amount to to love. I think there's a huge amount to love. Like you, I really look forward to uh, to seeing the defence trot out now. You know, especially after we scored a touchdown. But even even when it's a three and out, I kind of look forward to seeing some of some of the play from from Weatherspoon. Um, I've I've gone a just just because he has had a few welcome to the NFL moments, and I think I think if he if he polishes up just a little bit more, um, and I, I I think he will. Because he's a very instinctive, you know, intelligent player, um, then it, that that definitely is an A plus for me in the next quarter if he's if he's refined that a bit. But yeah, certainly a high grade from me. Can I just counter your point to grading down the plus, um, yeah. just to see if we can get you to change your mind? You, you've also got to remember he didn't have a preseason. Yeah, he's he literally learning on the job. So the fact that he hasn't been cooked. What he got done on the flea flicker on one one and, big play, yeah. And I think there was another one, two in three games against one against the Lions, like baptism of fire, because that's looking a very good win right now. Only team to beat them, and they're looking strong in their approach. Um, and then the performance he put against the Giants, I just think. He, from like what you said to kind of counter it to try and get you to join us in the A plus, is you just got to remember he didn't have a preseason, and he, he's getting better game by game. That's a crazy thing. So now he's got a buy, he can digest them three games, have a full week of training without get mate. Them Bengals are going to oh, get destroyed. I- yeah, so I, I I hear your point. I completely I completely see what you're saying. Um, I when I'm grading these players, I, I'm great. I, I, for me personally, my grading system is going to be their impact on the team as a rookie. So I I don't want to add in too many. Oh, I'll grade him up because he didn't have a proper preseason and and add in those sort of extra bits. I'm just looking at how much of an impact has this rookie had on our results in the first quarter of the season, and I think it's an A from me because he's been an X factor player in a couple of them. So it it, it would be an A plus if he hadn't if he hadn't had a little bit of a scruffy scruffy edges in one of those games. But he's close to an A plus. Honestly, I'm I'm nearly I'm nearly with you boys. Well, it's a bit late now. I'm taking my headphone out for this next next <laughs> one. I'm scared to hear what you're going to come out with. I swear to God. Well, we'll start with you, Pez, on JSN, if that's all right, and then we'll move to James. So, bear in mind this is this is about his impact on on the on the roster, and there are some. It's not necessarily his fault, granted, but where where are you sitting with JSN? If we're going to be ruthless. Just be honest. Is it you? Yeah. Because he's done nothing. He's done whether it's a fault of his whole his own or not. He, he's done. He has not had an impact. He might as well be an NA, non-applicable, whatever NA yeah, means. Not yeah. Not applicable because it, nothing. Poof. He's just yeah, the eye candy who runs routes, and I don't want to talk anymore about him because it will anger me. Okay, well that's fine because we need to keep the pod fairly short anyway, so we'll move on. Yeah. James, <laughs> James what what are you saying about J, JSN's impact on the on the roster? I mean, I didn't. I mean, I didn't expect him to be graded 
well, the use took me a little bit by surprise. I'm sat, sort of. I get. I understand it. Yeah. It is, and I've got to. I'm, I'll, if Pez can give him a U, I can. I'm not going to get shouted at for it if I give him a U. Then I, I, I'll, yeah. I'll be brutally honest. I don't think. I think Jackson Smith and Jigbert's probably landed in the worst place he could have landed in terms of a, 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 in the draft. Um, he needed to go to a place where he could be the true wide receiver one straight off the bat. He needed to go to the Giants, somewhere where he can just go in and, and push to be the wide receiver one straight away. Um, you know, he was always brought in to be our kind of slot weapon. And then we've had the injuries with the offensive tackles. Now we're one of the best and, and most used tight end teams in the league through the first kind of four weeks of the season, um, four or five weeks of the season. Um, there's no one using tight ends more than us. There's no one using two tight two tight end sets better than us, um, according to Bob Condotter on Twitter today. In terms of expected player yards uh, per average uh, kind of player, when we use two tight ends, um, so it, it, it everything that could have gone wrong for JSN in terms of his production and his impact coming in, in, into the Seahawks team to start the season has gone wrong for him. It's only a matter of time. He's too talented to to win out. Uh, we, we don't draft a wide receiver at 20 overall and say, oh, well, sorry, our tight ends are good this season, so we're going to just forget about using you. He will come good eventually. It's just going to take a bit more time than I think we were, we were probably hoping that it would. Just to quickly add on what James said there <clears throat> whilst he was talking, the perfect situation in this draft, even though JSN's eye is just out of this world, I am really scared that Pete Carroll's influence on the team, he just might not know how to use him properly, is my biggest worry. But do you know what the real outcome should have been for the players? The Seahawks should just go to the Chargers and say, we effed up. We would prefer to have a player like Quinton Johnson and you guys would destroy nearly every team with a player like JSN. JSN would have fit in really well with that team and I think Quinton Johnson would have fit in a lot more into the way we play offence. What do you think, Mitch? Mm. Our biggest Just, issue at the moment is our biggest issue in our team is um, third down for me on offence. Like we're not we're not completing enough on offence and we've got the right player on the roster to 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 be good on third downs. Like Je- Gino is crying out f- for someone for quick short completions with yard after the catch potential. We're currently so far behind every team in the league on yak. And it is it and it is not funny. It is not funny. Um he's perfect for us and we're just not using him correctly. I pointed out a stat to James earlier today. Um He's our most targeted wide receiver per snap that he's on the field. So when when JSN is on the field, we're forcing the ball to him late in his runs or behind the line of scrimmage. Like the the, the areas that we're targeting JSN are not where you target JSN. So there seems to be this this okay, we're not in we're not in twelve you know twelve personnel extra tight ends. So JSN's going to be out there because he's out there. We have to target him. We target him more when he's on the field than Lockett, than Bobo, than um, DK. 15% targets when he's on the field, as opposed to, I think it was 11% for, I'll be able to tell you, 
Metcalf, when he's on the field, targeted 11% of the snaps he's out. 13% for Tyler, 5% for Jacob, uh, Jake Bobo. 15% of the time when Jackson Smith and Jigba's on the field, he is targeted catch, or catch, drop, whatever he's targeted. So it looks to me at the moment like we're trying to force the ball to him when he's out there and we're not so, hitting him on the right routes and we're not hitting him at the right time on so those what, routes. What I'm hearing there is the Gucci little... 7-11's always open in pre-season is he's the fluff piece of pre-season uh, and from what, how, my interpretation of what you said it's a Gino issue because Gino uh, isn't hitting him Gino isn't hitting him at the right spot on the route yeah exactly that that's exactly it and I, th- I think um, potentially like, you imagine you imagine you're Jackson Smith in Jigba right and most of your your routes are designed to open space or or make someone take the cheese so that someone else becomes open, right? Most of the time, as a wide receiver or an offensive weapon, you're actually there as a window dressing um, to look like something when the ball's going somewhere else. So you have to be unselfish. But actually what's happening with Njigba is when he's on the field, he's targeted more often than not. But his run, his his routes are going for a loss or they're going for marginal gains or they're getting intercepted because we're not throwing to him at the right part in the route for him to be able to receive the ball with open field in front of him and use his ability, um, you know, in his field vision. So that for me, like you said, is possibly a Geno issue with not getting the ball to him at the right point and not on the routes when he's supposed to get the ball. He's maybe throwing to him on the ones where he's not supposed to be getting the ball. Um, that's my take on on the Injigma situation. I'm going to give him a U as well. I'm going to I'm going to copy you boys and go with a U. I didn't think I would, but I'm going to. And that is just because any grade I give him that's like a D, an E, or an F would it not be his fault in any way, shape, or form. I'm going to give um, Hall a B minus so far, um, and I'm just going to say that my reason for giving him a B minus is that he's he's really growing into that role. I think. Um, he's been really good in rotation uh, behind Nwosu and behind uh, Mafe. Um, he's got a really good record of getting pressure consistently. Um, hasn't yet got his sack. He's got a couple of TFLs, I think. Uh, got a sack in preseason, but I think he's really growing into the scheme and he's becoming more influential. And I think his his physical talents and instincts are undeniable. So for me. Um, a B minus and trending upwards for uh, for Hall. James, Hall. Yeah, I was kind of on that similar sort of wavelength. I will go C plus. I think if he'd have got his sack by now, I think it would have been in the B category. Um, yep. But what I will say is, I think he did. His pressure is the pressure that caused the Daniel Jones pick to Quandre Diggs that sealed that game. Um, he collapsed that edge of the pocket. Um, and listen, our, our D line's been excellent so far through the season and he has no doubt contributed to that to a certain extent so you've got to grade him fairly highly I'd like to see a couple more sacks and I think it's only a matter of time before he gets them I don't see a, a you know a, a eight nine ten sack season from him but I think if he gets to the end of the season continually getting these kind of quarterback pressures quarterback hits and gets three or four sacks I think that's a really, really decent rookie season. Um, sure. he, he looks like he's really decent at setting the edge and he's, and he's collapsing pockets. And that that's that's all I want to see, really, even if he's not getting sucked. Yeah, Pez, your take, Paul? Yeah, I agree with both of you uh, around the 
C to B range. Um, if I wanted to be really overly critical because of where they drafted him, would I've liked to sin more from him? Yeah. Like, but I, I can't really. I can't really do that because I don't think it's his problem without actually looking at what his snap count is and stuff like that. Um, I, I just feel like the way Pete does it with his linemen and stuff, they're very slow into the rotation until trust comes in. But you saw it in the Giants game. He started standing out more. Like, I test during the game. He, he was getting in amongst it. So, um, I, if I had to put a solid thing on it, I'd go B minus with you, Mitch. I think because you, 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 it's not like you're not questioning where's the path with him. You see the vision. He just now needs to step into it to, yeah. you know, propel himself. Well, you mentioned the snap count. He is our least snapped um, edge. He's he's got um, he's averaging twenty six snaps a game. And on the D-line, Daryl Taylor's at 33, Mario Edwards at 33, Mafe 46, Draymond Jones 45, Jeremy 45. So he is getting, on average, um, 15 to 20 less snaps than the other guys. But he's still had his moments in the games. And I, I think the biggest, the biggest compliment you can pay a rookie off the edge is that when they're being rotated in, there's no clear downgrade to that line whatsoever in terms of quality or what they're doing well he's he's performing his role in that scheme and he's doing it to a level that you're not missing the person who's gone off for him i think that's a great that's a great vouch for any rookie when you can say that yeah and i think another guy you can say that for is the next guy who is mr charbonnet um he's not ken granted he's not ken but another guy who's trended upwards, it seems every game he's played, he's been he's had more handoffs, he's been on the field for more snaps. He seems to have uh, uh, a sort of uh, highlight reel uh, impact with someone's head. And <laughs> every single game, sends someone into the turf every game. Um, Charbonnet is a guy I've got increasing confidence in. And for me, um, he's another B minus. I think we've not had... We've not had a touchdown yet. Um, we've seen him rip off a few decent decent runs, but nothing on a consistent basis. I think his most consistent thing he's done has been the the short sort of four yard runs up the gut in the in the the third fourth quarter, um, the real back breaking runs that that sort of keep extending the uh, the possession and you know churning through first first second third downs uh, and keeping us on the charge when we're ahead in games. Um, I think he's been really consistent and he's trending upwards. He's a B minus for me. Um, what do you think, James Charbonnet? Zach Charbonnet, um, B for me. Do you know what he is? He's not a running back that will win you games, but he is a running back that will put games on ice. Um, Ken, Ken will go and win you the games by scoring two or three touchdowns in a game, rushing for 100-odd yards. Um, but in those third and fourth quarter moments where... You say you hear the you know the announcers say it all the time. If they just get a series of first downs here, they'll go and run the clock out, win the game. You put Charbonnet in at those kind of moments where it's third and short, putting him in the, these kind of situations to go and put games on ice and get the hard yards, the tough yards. Um, he, he's the kind of running back that goes and puts those kind of games on ice. And I just I, I just love how people are starting to sort of see and, and realize that you know it's he's he's not just a big bruising you know bouncing you know 
guys just bounce off him running back and all. He, he can really move. He's really shifty. This is a really skillful player. Um, and that's what I was kind of maybe again getting all, uh, you know ahead of myself a little bit during the draft process. But this is what I was trying to get across to people is that, listen, he's not just a big bruiser. He, he really can. It's not shifty as Ken, but he can shift and he can move and he can turn the dime. And he, act, he has actually got a, a really good skill set. Um, and and it, and it's it's like you say as Pez always stresses and he'll probably say it again he it, he'll get better the longer the season goes on come the end of the season and he's just a running back that if Ken God forbid does go down he will pick up the workload and he will be a running back one um, yeah. so I, again I made the the comparison of that Aaron Jones AJ Dillon kind of thing um, yeah, I mean you know it it might not be totally accurate but that kind of idea at least is what we're kind of going version. with it, it's a it, it is a better version I think. Um, and that's what we're going with. And like I said, for he's getting a B alone for that hit on that poor fucking cornerback, whoever it was. Uh, I mean, I mean, he that launched is just, him. I mean, I mean, seriously, if if that's not worth a second round pick alone, then uh, I don't know what it is. But uh, yeah, I really like him, and I think um, they're developing a really nice, humble, easy to root for backfield uh, of two really good young lads. Um, and I think uh, the sky's the limit for for Charbonnet as well in the role that he's got. Pez? Um, yeah, James is right. I was going to say, um, I'm going to say B minus. Yeah. But pretty much exactly the same for Hall. I, if, the first couple of games, the concerns from the preseason were still there for me. It's like he didn't, he almost, he, he was showing like the mental clarity in his runs. Do you know, he was, was a bit apprehensive. He was a bit apprehensive, yeah. wasn't he, with, with hitting his that, that That's the right word. Um, it was like, I just remember there was a play, and I think it was the Panthers game, and the D-line, the O-line, just created a big scrum ball. And Ken, not, sorry, Charbonnet, if it was Ken, the whole outside was wide open, one defender. And he just tried to be like, all right, guys, let me in. And he, he literally tried to go into a hole. Like, where are you going, mate? And, like, Ken would have, even in his rookie year, he would have seen that and bounced out. But that being said, he also, in that game, showed me exactly what James said. So each game, he's showing me the vision. So B-, minus, very happy with what he's doing right now. If Ken went down today, I... I don't mean this is a knock on him. I just wouldn't like to see him have to take the one role yet. I feel like it could really stunt his progression, whereas with exactly what James said, what them two have got going, by the end of the year, he is going to be unstoppable. Like, I think when his confidence is up, and it might just take this bye week, he might just be able to consolidate himself, look at his tape and go, do you know what? I'm not playing true to myself as a player. Like, I missed that. Why not just kick it to the outside? Like, he'll watch Ken's tape and go, what was it when Ken went that way, then went that way? And you can see he's always aware. Zach will probably look at that, look at some of the stuff he's done and gone, I need to just start playing a bit more loose and free. Yeah. And you'll, you'll see that. Definitely, just like Derek Hall, I see the vision. He just needs to walk into it now. 
Like he's trajectory, like you said, his trajectory is. Well, on on that subject of his trajectory being trajectory being up, I'm going to give you some nice little stats here. Um, so during during one of our pods where we talked about him, I mentioned that every season his yards per carry or you know scrimmage yards gained per play had been going up steadily, and I'll read that back to you now. So um, his averages uh, per per play so when he receives the ball from from a pass or whether the ball's handed off right 2019 three and a half yards 2000 uh, 2020 6.8 2021 8.2 2022 when we drafted him 8.7 so 3.8 6.8 8.2 8.7 each year those were his seasonal averages right that shows a really good sort of settling into his role understanding it and improving on it right <laughs> And I'm now going to read you his average per game um, from the Rams game to the Giants game, right? Spot spot the trend, okay? First game, Rams, 3.7. Second game, Lions, 4. Third game, Panthers, 5.1. Giants, 6.2. History repeating itself. There's a guy starting to understand his role, getting more confident, making better decisions, and getting better and better. He's done it. He did it for four years running in college, and he's done it for us four games running in the NFL. And I've got every confidence that that upward trend is going to continue. Stats, boys. And the more comfortable he gets, it's only, like like James said, I can only echo what he said, it's only going to make us even better because the more confidence he gets, the more open things are going to get for Ken. Yeah, and and the better will be without Ken as well if Ken just does go down. A, a six-yard average. Well, guys, one minute. You both said it now. Let's stop jinxing it. <laughs> because if Ken goes down, you will not see me on this podcast for the rest of the season. I've gone straight. That's fair enough. <laughs> a six a six-yard average is fucking ex- is is exceptional. Really, really good. That's it's exceptional. Really good. That already. Yeah, that was six point two. On five on five attempts, he had thirty-one yards from five attempts. Granted, that was the Giants, so good. but that is a yeah, but that's still average. so good. When you get handed the ball, snapping off six and a half yards—that's an absolute dream for extending run. You know, extending uh, your second drive, and short, isn't it? Second and short every time. Every single time, yeah, superb. Um, so we'll move on to our next our next candidate, which is Cameron Young, and I'll go I'll go first if you boys don't mind. It's Absolutely. Just, um, we keep seeing little flashes of Cameron Young. He's he's had he's had some imp- impactful uh, moments. Um, he's had very limited snaps because Jaron Reed has done such a good job. He's he's in a luxurious position, I think. Um, Cameron, I mean, no one's ever really described nose tackle as luxurious uh, or glamorous, but I think it is actually quite a good spot for him because he's come in and been asked to adjust his weight and play a slightly different role as nose for us. Um, and he's been given the time and the comfort to do it behind Jaron Reed, who's looked an absolute natural at it. Um, so I think he's in a really good position. When he has had the chance, he's done really well. Um, and I think his upside for how good he'll be this, uh, you know, in this rookie contract for us, you know, he he can be he can be better at it than Jaron Reed has been. And I think once he gets good enough to have those snaps, I think it frees up Jaron Reed to um, to play more defensive end. And players three tech for us, and I think at that point with Cameron Young there and being able to rotate Draymond Jones, Jaron Reed, and um, Mario Edwards, 
that just makes us better. They'll be fresher all the time. So Cameron Young for me, I think I'm going to go C plus. Just he hasn't been as impactful as he could have been because his 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 snaps have been limited by Jaron Reed's performances. But I think when he has been out there, he showed us quite a lot, and I've been quite impressed. So C C plus for me. Who wants um, to go next? Pez? I'll jump in here because just quite briefly, mine would be. Um, I'm gonna say I don't know whether to go higher, but just because of what we spoke about in the impact on games, I'm gonna I'm, I'll go with C because it's impact with games. But when we spoke about him in the preseason, if you remember, I said we want our Woods back to teach him, sit behind our Woods for a year, and it will do him the world of good. But now we don't need to worry about that because Jeremy Reed's just like come out of nowhere. So he's still doing the same thing, though. He's now sitting behind Jeremy Reed. So the path I saw for him, he's doing it right. But as an impact on the games, I'd say C, just because, like you said, limited. But as future potential, I'd say B, just because he's showing me exactly like what a thought would be his, do you know, trajectory. Yeah, good. One one thing that I think is really interesting with those two, Jaron Reed and, and um, Cameron Young, is just how similar similar they are with frame and size and arm length. I think they're both six foot three, three oh five. Correct me if I'm wrong, but they're both mm-hmm. six foot three, three oh five, or there or thereabouts. Similar frame, similar sort of weight distribution. That if you were looking to have a backup for Jaron Reed that could do the same sort of job, occupy the space in the same way you know, require the same assistance from the defensive ends next to him. You've got you've got a mini-me there, really, um, except not many because he's exactly the same size. <laughs> um, what do you think, James? Yeah, both taking the words out of my mouth, really. I think this is a player that is primed for a second-year breakout once he's come and, and broken away from the tutorage of, of a Jaron Reed. And, and like I say, I think he, he's a player that is... is going to get better um he'll eventually break out of of, of jaron reed's shadow and be asked to, to go and be the nose tackle full time um and and i think by that point if, if jaron reed continues the way he's playing this season and, and even if he doesn't just the experienced player that jaron reed is the veteran that he is um you know he, he's played some very good football in his time he will be able to learn a lot from him um and, and yeah, I, th- I think we'll see the best of Cameron Young in in, in next season and, and then going forward. So for now, it, it, it's a C. He's he's made a little bit of an impact when he's had the chance. Um, and like we say, he's just not he's not a guy that's going to get sacks, but he will collapse pockets and he will put pressures on quarterbacks. And and that and that's good enough for me when we've got other talented pass rushers getting to the quarterback that that we've got. So yeah, C. Good. Yeah, I like that. And um, one thing I will say as well is. Um, does anyone remember that our backup nose tackle was supposed to be Brian Monet? <laughs> yes, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> but now, we're now we're now at a point where he's he's you know nearing a return second half of the season um, from his ACL injury, and I don't think we're under any any pressure at all no. to rush him back. He can recover in his own time, um, and when he is back, perhaps then Cameron Young can you know take more snaps as the starting Monet as the backup. Jaron Reed into the rotation as a rotational um, three-tech defensive end. And then we become, you know, a more complete deep unit. So I see nothing but upside this season. And like you say, as a second-year breaker, I think I think he's primed for a real um, real good rookie career. It's a real good first contract um, with us. 
mm-hmm. I think um, rookie contract for him will be um, you'll see plenty of snaps in those five years for sure uh, Oliver Timmy's next um, a guy who has seen a few more snaps we saw him used at centre um, against the Giants when Evan Brown slid over and I think that's something we've spoken about a, a few times with him having the opportunity to play centre alongside Evan Brown to tutor, you know, to tutor him and play guard next to him, we wondered when we'd see that kind of, um, you know, mechanic, and we got it in the Giants game. He obviously has played some centre for us in previous games, but not with that um, Evan Brown moving over, playing next to him kind of mechanic involved. Um, I'm giving Oliver Timi a B because there's been it's it's not just the fact that he's played well when called upon. I think he's actually been quite heavily involved in a few red zone touchdowns as well. They've used him as a a uh, running play um specialist piece who's who's you know obviously um got a really good skill set for creating big gaps, you know, when you need to get short yardage um situations. They've they've started to lean on him. That shows a real confidence in what he was supposed to be good at, which is a great vouch for any rookie when when a coach goes Veterans coming out, you're going in because you're really good at this. And this is what we're doing. Maximum confidence in him already. When called upon through injury, hasn't hasn't had his name called, uh, which is a good thing. I'm I'm really pleased with with the impact he's had and um, the fact that we're using him as a specialist. B for me. What about you, James? Um would have liked to have seen a little bit more. Obviously, you've paid Evan Brown to be the centre. Again, this is another Cameron Young kind of situation where I think inevitably he will eventually become the centre um, once he breaks free of the shadow of the guy that's ahead of him. Um, so, yeah, I think that's probably a, a, a C. I'm just going to have to put a C um, yeah. just because I haven't seen enough of him to, to, to give him to give him any higher, for my opinion. Um, so I'll, I'll stick with a modest C. Yeah. Pez? I don't know because my biggest issue is I don't really watch the old line. So <laughs> I've always done it. I just don't know why. I just, when it, whenever a snap gets played, I just always just get drawn to the defensive side. So I kind of, I just, I just don't know. So I'm not going to try to sit here and waffle some nonsense about him. I've heard. All the stuff I've seen is he's been quite positive. I've not really seen him do anything glaringly wrong. Mm-hmm. So he's definitely not got a blooper reel yet of mistakes, and there hasn't yeah. been any 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 flags. Um, so yeah, take that as a good thing. So for the, the impact of the first quarter, I'm going to say a B for that. Yeah, going to give him his give him his dues because everyone seems to speak highly of him when he's in there not badly well his pff run grades have been really stellar um his pass his pass um ones haven't been but they haven't been terrible either and he's not been put out there for those too much he's been out there for those snaps when we've been beat up and we've had a, a you know a makeshift offensive line out there which is by the way most of our season um and he's had to kind of make do so i think in those situations you're going to struggle to grade well because you're it's not just you, it's everyone around you needing you to help them. And, you know, it, it kind of, it detracts from you a bit. As a rookie, you don't want to be in that situation, I don't think. 
Um, so next, our next one would have been Morris, but obviously he's played a few snaps in the Rams game and then out for the season. So Jerick Reed is our next one. And I think when we're talking about impact, it doesn't really matter whether it's impact on defence or whether it's on special teams. We're talking about just his impact on our results and and our performances. And I think Reed's a guy who's gone slightly under the radar, but has actually recorded quite a lot of impactful moments on teams and has been out there and not looked like a weak spot um, when he's been out there playing defence as well. Um, so he's another guy who I think has a lot of room to grow. Um, he's a guy that they've obviously got quite a lot of faith in. And for me, having a guy like him running downhill at you on kick returns um i i love i i really i really rate it i'm actually going to give him um a b plus just because i really like when players come in and they they throw everything into um into special teams when they haven't necessarily got a ready-made starting role i love i love to see a guy like that with so much juice and energy on our defense as well so i'm going to give him a b plus for the way he's approached to start at the uh in the seahawks special teams unit what about you pez what do you think Exactly the same, mate. You literally yeah. took the words out of my mouth, so I'm just gonna B plus it. Yeah, that that's it, really. He's like I said, special teams. He's been impactful. I think from what I remember, he's had two really good um, tackles on punts. So he had two in the same game as well. He really. I always like it when someone gets red hot and they just keep making. They seem to be like having their name called a lot. And he got he's, he got hot in that game. He's taken the like organic OG route of uh, making into the team, isn't he? Mm-hmm. It's like special teams. Like you remember Sherm and Cam and Bobby and all them. They used to all do special teams, mm-hmm. but now it's like these newer rookies. Some like sometimes they don't need to do that route anymore. And maybe that's just because we've we've not had the um, depth of wealth, like the wealth of depth for so many years. And maybe now these next couple of years, because we've got so much depth in places, you'll start seeing that more organic growth in some of our rookies coming through. But I like how he's showing up on special teams, getting a few snaps in the, in the rotation and definitely see him as a play for the future if he keep, carries on building on this um, development. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, James, what do you think? Um, I, I'm, I'm going to give him an A-. minus. You're talking about impact yeah. in games. I think people can forget sometimes the impacts at a, at a game that, that can have by stuffing a runner on the 10-yard line, on a punt. Um, you know, knocking a ball down on on a on a punt at, at the four yard line, you know, knocking and, and pinning teams deep. Um, you know that hit in the Lions game where he blasted the guy. And I think you know, like I say, we 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 really value special teams in Seattle, and they can have massive impact on games. Um, and I think so for a sixth round pick to come in, be already be as impactfully as has been on on special teams, and therefore 
in the game itself. Um, and I think you're looking at a, a special teams captain of the future there, in my opinion, and Jarek Reed. Uh, once Nick Ballow goes and, and and someone like that, I think he could be your next kind of Nico Thorpe kind of guy um, that just sticks around on the team as your special teams captain year in, year out, making plays on special teams. And and for a sixth-round pick out of New Mexico State or wherever, wherever he came from, I think it was New Mexico, um, that's that's pretty decent value for me. And I, and I do see a progression where he does get the chance to play some some meaningful snaps on the defense as well because he, if he just makes too many plays you know what Pete's like if 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 a guy's on special teams defensive player lighting people up all the time making too many plays he will give him a chance to play meaningful defensive snaps so um i, I think it's a it's an a minus for me yeah very good i like that I, on your subject there you know you've mentioned um him getting a chance i also think you need to look at um the salary hits of of Adams and and Quandre Diggs and the stage they're at in their career. It's nice to have got a guy in with a late round draft pick who potentially could have an impact a bit like Ryan Neal did um, mm-hmm. as a starting player and as as a backup piece. So mm-hmm. um, I definitely think there's a um, you you look down the line. You can really, if I was him, I'd be looking at it and going, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. There is there is a parting in the waves coming, and I'm going to make sure. I put myself right in there amongst it when when there's opportunities come. So I I, I love that. I, I like being positive about Reed. I think he's really approached the job well. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the not to be forgotten uh, Anthony Bradford um, definitely didn't forget to put him in my spreadsheet. Um, Bradford actually, I may have I may have forgotten him, but I actually think he's had a really really big impact um, really early on, and I think people's opinion of how good he can be and the caliber of player he he is um has kind of shifted we we mentioned it on a previous rookie watch i think james that um we now see him as a, a definite potential starter and someone potentially that can replace um lewis when you know if he doesn't get extended um i think bradford could be a starting caliber um guard in the nfl very very soon what yep. do you think james yeah, I think this is our one, at least one of our guards for the future. Um, I think it's only a matter of time before he takes the, the the job on from whoever, whether that be Damian Lewis, whether that be Phil Haynes, whoever. Um, he, he's he's too talented. I think like then he looks really really good. He looks really good, and it's like say like like per se, not not many of us are offensive line guys. Not many of our eyes are drawn to the offensive line, but if you go looking for Anthony Bradford tape and you go looking for it. You'll find some really, really impressive stuff. So I would suggest anyone to go, you know, who wants to find out a bit more, um, go looking, go, go looking for it, and go and see, you know, go and seek out some some film because what you'll find is actually really impressive from Anthony Bradford. Um, so I think I'll, I'll I'll give it a B plus, and I think, like I say, by the end of the season, he will be a locked in starter going into next year, in my opinion. Very good. Yeah, mine's an A. I forgot to grade it before I handed it over, but um, definitely an, an A for me, a B plus for you. Um, I would, I will add one more thing in uh, before we pass it over to Pez on this one. Um, I think the most impressive uh, way he's impacted our offensive line when you watch the clips of of the impact plays he's having. He's also he's he's handling he's handling his guy, and he's also chipping in and helping out the centre or the tackle and he's he's sometimes he's got his man beat with one arm and he's just adding an arm in and impacting um not only his own guy that he's assigned to but helping out other people too i think that's really impressive and that's why i've gone 
I think his own play is probably a B. The fact that he's at a stage where he's helping out vets with their men on the line as well it is an, an insane development. And um, I'm calling that an A overall. Pez? Uh, B, A minus, yeah. just because of what I've read. But I did see a stat. It basically was saying, I can't, it might have been his PFF grade or something, but I remember his first game, he started and he was like four point something. He had an awful game and his rate of progression had like just tripled and quadrupled as each week went on. So for my minimal knowledge of the O-line, I'm guessing he's doing all right. Yeah. So. Yeah, I th- I think, um, what well, yeah, I know. I know for a fact that that um, he's been graded really well in some of our games, the way, where we've really needed him to be. I think it, the very first game he played when he got his snaps in the uh, Rams game, it felt very much like he was thrown in. He was slightly out of his depth, but once he knew he was going to be having meaningful snaps in games, he seemed super well drilled and seemed to be seeing the game at a really sort of steady speed, rather than it all just rushing past him. He seemed to just be very calm. Um, and that that's quite a quick rate for any player to suddenly become quite comfortable. Um, so that fills me with a lot of positivity for for just how good he can be. So I'm just going to very quickly recap the grades. Um, uh, a A plus A plus on spoon. We've all agreed uh, to uh, give a U ungraded um, rating for JSN. Hall we went B minus C plus B minus. Charbonnet was B and B minus. Bradford was A, A plus and A minus, which is fantastic grades for him. Cameron Young was basically a C on average. Uh, Oliver Timi was about a uh, B minus on average. And Jerick Reed got um, about a B plus on average. That is a rookie class that is excelling. Apart from the U for JSN and the injuries to McIntosh and Morris, uh, everyone else is seeing meaningful snaps and seems to be making the absolute most of them. So I think we can be really, uh, really satisfied with that with that class at the moment and what they're doing and how far ahead of the curve they are in some, in some of these um, circumstances, for sure. But we're going to end it there for this week. Uh, thank you very much for tuning in, guys. Uh, we'll be back next week with our post-Bengals um, analysis on our rookies. And, of course, we'll be back with the main pod as well. Um, you can catch us in our Discord channel, uh, on our Twitter, all of our socials, uh, and we really hope to see you next week. Uh, but for now, I'm going to say go Hawks. Go Hawks. Go Hawks. And we'll see you next week, guys. Thank you very much.